UN Today and Here's London present Health Today, a series of interviews with professionals working in different areas of healthcare in Switzerland. Today, we talk to Yannick de Dijker, gynecologist and obstetrician at Clinique de Grandchette in Here's London. Yannick, thank you very much for your time today. Uh, first of all, I I would like to make it clear to the listeners that uh, we are meeting in your office with uh, with the windows open to a beautiful park where you can hear the birds. And um, I just wanted to clarify this because the sun is going to leak from time to time, which is not a problem but uh, a pleasure. So uh, let's start with the with the first job interview question, as we like to, to say. What can you tell us about yourself? My name is Jenny de Dijker. I'm um, a specialist in obstetrics and gynecology. Um, I'm Belgian. I grew up uh, in Rome and in Geneva. Actually, my father was a UN functioner, so he moved then to The Hague and back to Geneva. But in the meantime, I graduated in Brussels. Um, I clearly remember my first lesson of uh, obstetrics about the delivery. And then I knew that I was going to work on that topic. And that, that's after that, I made my way in obstetrics and gynecology. Um, I did my residency in Brussels, um, in the surgical department, gynecological surgical department, and then also in Geneva. And I continued my post-residency in obstetrics in different uh, um, university hospitals, in HUG, in two hospitals in uh, Brussels, and also in Paris. So I have three children, um, aged three to ten, so I like to spend as much time as possible with them. Um, actually, my youngest child was born here in Grangette um, and I was able to experience this caring aspect of the clinic here. Um, and then, of course, uh, I try to do a little bit of physical activity and to sports, but um, um, I'm quite busy with my job and my spending as much time as possible with my family. Thank you very much for your introduction. Um, from your title, we, we all understand what you do, basically. Uh, but. Uh, If we were to go into detail, what else could you tell us about your work? So my job is about um, taking care of women's health. Um, so that means younger women dealing with contraception issues, um, couples suffering of fertility issues, um, menopause uh, problems. Um, I also have uh, surgical activity. But a large part of my activity is dedicated to follow-up of pregnancies and uh, deliveries. At uh, the clinic, uh, the maternity, the clinic des Grangettes, uh, here in London, we take care of patients um, according to the latest uh, standards. Um, that means in terms of delivery unit organization, that we have the operating room inside the um, delivery unit. We work with a very well-trained medical staff, also linked to the fact that we have a high number of, um, of deliveries. Um, always available anesthetists and neonatologists. Regarding healthy pregnant women, they give an extra effort on their well-being with uh, specific um, antenatal programs uh, and training programs by our physiotherapists. And then regarding the childbirthing, um, we will constantly um, try to be careful to the communication um, between uh, the couple or the, 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 the patient and the medical staff and birth plan can be uh, in that sense this, uh, discussed. Uh, regarding C-sections, we can offer or suggest a participative caesarean section 
um, that um, means that mom and dad will be able to look at the baby being delivered at that right moment and so she can have the first glance with her baby and we will bring then baby back to her uh, and baby will be um, kept on mom's chest during the whole procedure. So there is no separation anymore between mom and baby. Um, neither afterwards in the awakening room and that um, is a very important um, procedure and it means um, a lot of um, success. We have a lot of positive feedbacks about uh, this procedure. There's a little story I could tell about baby Arthur whose mom um, uh, had a planned second c-section and she insisted absolutely um, about having a participative c-section but by then uh, at that time we weren't completely ready for that procedure and she insisted so much that we finally said okay we catch up and we let's go for that procedure and I must say that during the procedure in the uh, operating room, all the members of the operating room were getting emotional and there was a very particular atmosphere. And so um, the mom was also very grateful and that convinced us in this uh, way of doing. And thank you very much once again. The third question is related to the future. How, how do you foresee what you do in the future? So um, a couple of years ago, we spoke about um, obstetrical violences that meant those rude words or aggressive behavior um, from healthcare providers or a lack of communication leading to stress and confusion. Um, and communication cannot be neglected anymore. Um, and care has to be given in a respectful way. Pregnancy um, is linked to a lot of changes in the body a loss of control, um, some psychological changes too. Uh, we speak of transparence psychique, that is the way the psyche, maternal psyche changes during pregnancy and that is in linked with our previous um, personal experiences, early experiences. Um, when we think also of the delivery itself, the childbirthing itself, it is quite a wild experience. And all this um, shows us clearly that uh, the pregnancy is a very particular period of, um, of life. And so more and more we need to um, deal with respectful, individualized care. Um, of course, assuming the best outcome for the patient and her baby, um, but respecting the autonomy of, uh, of and the wishes of the moms. I think later uh, we will also continue to improve uh, natural birthing, trying to reduce the cesarean section rate that is um, too high in um, most countries. Uh, we will have a future natural room also in the delivery ward here, and that is for the healthy um, pregnancies. And for the uh, contrario, for the at-risk pregnancies, we will more and more co collaborate uh, in a multidisciplinary way uh, with high-risk pregnancy centers as we have here too. And I think future concerns also uh, the uh, fetal medicine aspect with genetics. Knowledge and techniques about genetics are moving forward quickly. We're now able with a simple blood test to look at fetal uh, DNA um, and that gives us a very good accurate result about trisomy 13, 18 and 21 mainly which are the major um, chromosomic uh, aneuploidias. And um, the, the genetic diagnosis uh, is um, increasing and is enhanced now also with uh, the fetal exome sequencing. 
and um, giving us these genetic diagnoses are very important for the couples for regarding outcome, prognosis, chances in another pregnancy. And this is a great um, advance, future advance. Interesting. Now, um, I would like to go into more detail in the field of your work. Let's talk about prevention. When a woman is about to enter the stage of pregnancy and uh, you have to make the main recommendations, what are the main ones you suggest nowadays? Yes, I think that regarding prevention, um, it's important to remind that in certain um, medical conditions, uh, preconception counseling uh, mm -hmm. is important. Uh, I recently followed a patient that was suffering from diabetes and um, she suddenly was pregnant, but this pregnancy was unplanned and her diabetes was not well controlled at that moment. But that yeah. is very important for the issues, mm -hmm. for her issues, medical issues. So um, in issues like high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, thrombotic or genetic issues in the family, it's important to have uh, clear counseling and that the pregnancy is planned. Um, but of course, we clearly understand that patients coming to Geneva, they had to move country, um, they left their practitioner, they are very engaged in their career professionally, times mm -hmm. goes by and suddenly the pregnancy is there and mm -hmm. the situation was suboptimally followed. So it's important to remind that in these diseases, it's important to have a preconception um, counseling. Mm -hmm. We are in Geneva, which is somehow the home of expats from all over the world. What would be the main cultural obstacles that you face when patients come from other countries? Well, of course, there can be simply the, the language or the, the, the presence or absence of the husbands uh, during the appointments or during the delivery that can sometimes um, surprise us a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and it's true that uh, in Geneva we have um, an international population and uh, we notice sometimes cultural um, differences and these persons are confronted to these cultural differences sometimes even inside the same couple and of course the arrival of a baby is going to exacerbate these uh, differences and uh, couples are sometimes very isolated with family uh, living abroad mm -hmm. and they may need some extra support so mm -hmm. um, taking care of them during their childbirthing and in the postpartum stay um, will allow us to be sure that the bonding between mom, dad and baby um, will be in a good way and eventually set the milestones in order to prevent uh, future complications as postpartum depression, but maybe not that severe as that, but just low baby investments. Mm -hmm. Thank you once again, Yannick. Um, and uh, this answer that you, that you just gave me leads, uh, leads me to ask you a question that has a sociological implication, the role of husbands. Um, you have been working in this field for a while now. Has the role of men progressed in the process of accompanying women to see a gynecologist? Are they, um, are they more present? And are, are they participating more during the consultation? Well, I, I must say, I, I noticed that husbands are very much engaged and often very present during the appointments, uh, during uh, the deliveries. But I think it has to still stay a personal um, question and a personal uh, choice. And um, 
and it regards mainly the couple and their um, balance. Mm -hmm. When it comes to, to patient preparation, for example, before the patient used to come to see a doctor without any information, and now they come uh, with a lot of information linked to videos that they have seen on the internet. So, a lot of information, but this does not imply good information. What's your point about this? It can be received in different ways. It can be or very positive and it's a very constructive discussion, or sometimes it can be a little bit um, uncomfortable because we have to take more time to discuss it all over. Um, but the most important thing is to welcome patients in different ways and um, uh, to be able to discuss the different options of treatment, for example, and to bring it to an individualized care after an informed consent mm -hmm. and that it still remains their choice. Mm -hmm. okay. what, could you, what could you share about uh, the, the, the stage of the menopause? What, uh, what's, where are we today with that, with that condition? Um, regarding menopause, I think that today, at the age of 50, uh, women are um, fully engaged in their professional career, um, busy raising their children, and it's really getting difficult to deal uh, with the tsunami um, due to these invasive symptoms um, due to lack of estrogen uh, due to menopause. We speak about um, extreme fatigue, brain fog, um, hot flushes, sometimes even depression. And I think it's really important to remind patients that it's a crucial moment to take their health um, in charge and um, to discuss about hormonal replacement therapy, for example. We know we much more understand now these um, hormonal replacement therapy, we can prescribe in, in an individualized way and taking that opportunity to discuss about prevention um, regarding uh, breast cancer screening, um, which kind of screening, um, uh, genetic testing has been improving a lot mm -hmm. uh, regarding these issues, mm -hmm. um, and also general cancer prevention. Um, with phys enhancing physical activity, diet issues, intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. okay. All, all right, so based on your job description, you described a, a lot of, a lot of um, what can call it, services that you provide to your patients. Um, if, you, if you had a wish that um, you would like the patients to accomplish, um, very soon if possible, but it doesn't exist so far, either because of technology or because of whatever the reason is. What that wish would be? Um, well, it's a bit difficult to answer that, that, that question. Of course, we would like uh, all our moms and baby to deliver in a beautiful way and the easiest way possible and have magical moments meeting their babies. And um, that would be our wish, I guess. <laughs> As professionals. Okay, fantastic. So thank you so much for your time and uh, I hope that a, a lot of moms and fathers also and dads get to listen to your anecdotes and to your experience and then they can see you very soon. Indeed. Thank you very much. Okay, and this is the end. 
Thank you very much for your valuable time and for sharing all your knowledge with our audience. This was another episode of Health Today, the interview series presented by UN Today and Here's London. Until next time.